May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. On Sunday afternoon, I took a walk in Greenwood Cemetery. I go there often, and I was feeling particularly tender on this walk, thinking about some people I know who died recently and thinking about this service. Yellow and orange leaves were falling, and with this tender heart, it seemed that the falling leaves were kissing the graves. I saw also how the decorations on the graves were done with such tenderness. Statues of angels holding lilies, little lockets on the graves with pictures of a person inside, or inscriptions like, safe in God's care. Across the years, across the centuries, the tenderness of these inscriptions reaches out, inviting the visitor to love the person remembered there. That's what places and times of remembrance like today do. They invite us to join in a collective love for the departed. We remember and pray for our own loved ones and for those we don't know personally. Amidst a society where grief is too often silenced and hidden away, where we too often grieve in isolation, there's something important about sitting here tonight together. We're sitting here as people who love, and as people who love someone who has died. Whether in a cemetery or a church, or at a Dia de los Muertos festival or East Eden columbarium, opportunities to collectively share our love and grief provide that communal love and support we so deeply need. We are witnessing and holding one another in our love and our grief. The witnessing we offer one another is the same witnessing God offers us. There's something particularly tender about All Souls this year, amidst a pandemic and war, when death has been so present in our collective consciousness these last few years. Maybe you, like me, are thinking tonight not only of those we personally know who have died, but of the many. We remember not just our souls, our loved ones, but all souls, joining in the wideness of God's mercy, the broadness of God's love. The Feast of All Souls brings us to the culmination of the Fall Triduum, or the Three Great Days. The Fall Triduum, consisting of All Hallows' Eve, or Halloween, all Saints' Day and All Souls' Day is a sort of mirror to the Spring Triduum that is Good Friday, Holy Saturday, and Easter. In the Northern Hemisphere, the Fall and Spring Triduum align with the seasons in a lovely way, with the autumnal season of decay and moving inward, of 
anchoring deep rest. And the first and fourth of life in the spring. Both are times of thinness when the veil between the spirit world and the earthly world sort of thins and we see into the world beyond. And maybe we can feel it seeing us. In the spring triduum, we honor Christ's ascent into death and celebrate the bursting forth of his life from the grave. But the fall triduum has a quieter energy. When we look down into the world beyond, recalling our loved ones, ancestors, and saints. As we look, as we remember them, perhaps we can sense how very thin is the veil that separates us. Perhaps we can sense the luminosity of their spirits, like sparks in the stubble, like candles in the night. The progression of the fall triduum from Halloween to All Souls brings this luminosity alive. Halloween, as it's celebrated today, is a variant on an ancient tradition of looking at the things that scare us. At least once a year, we need to pull out our darknesses and our fears from under the bed or whatever closets we've stuffed them in and take a good look at them. We put on costumes, masks, yell or dance and try to scare each other. Then we take off our masks and have a good laugh. Having looked at our darkness and our fears and seeing that maybe they're not too scary to face, on the next day, All Saints Day, that is yesterday, we open to the radiance of all those saints and ancestors who have gone before, whose blessings transformed the world and continue to radiate in our lives. We pray to the saints and ancestors to intercede for us, to help us through this life and our life of faith, and to help us become more holy, more of who we truly are. Christians use the word saints in two ways, to name those great souls who've gone before, and to name the potential of our becoming. Let's remember that when St. Paul uses the word saints in his epistles and his letters, he's not talking about saints from the past, but is addressing the communities of believers, those who are called to be saints. The intercession of the saints radiates across time and space, across the bridge of death, and helps us manifest more of our own holiness to taste that in ourselves which lies always beyond death. And today, on All Souls Day, we honor the lives of all our dearly departed ones. We honor the ways they lived, and loved, and struggled. We honor our love for them and the ways they continue to show up in our lives, in our memories, and in the ways that our relationships with them have continued to evolve even after their death. And we honor 
God's love for us together, knowing that love bridges the gap, even between life and death. We are bound together in communion in Christ. That communion extends across the divide of death. We continue to love those who've crossed that bridge, and perhaps we can also feel their love for us. Perhaps on some days, the radiance of their souls shines through the grief of their absence, and we are warmed by their light. Amen.